0: Hi, I'm Frankie Frane, and I've been making movies since I was a kid. I've made three low-budget feature films of varying success, and I went to film school. Twice. For better or worse, I've developed a science for completing feature-length projects on pocket change, and it has a lot to do with the kinds of conversations you'll hear on this podcast with teachers, friends, and artists. You don't have to pay forty grand a year for bad advice. This is Discount Film School. Hey, uh, so now we're talking to Neil Murphy, who I started talking to on the internet a long time ago. And I was like, I don't know who he is, but he has time to watch my shit, so I have time to answer his questions. And I actually, I have to admit, I I thought of you as like, I think in my mind it was somebody who sort of like... Um yeah, maybe he looked up to me because of my work and was like, What can I do? Can I make films and whatnot? It turns out this guy and you know, is totally a filmmaker in his own right and has had a lot of personal success. <laughs> He's gonna deny it. Well,
1: no, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not gonna deny it, but I mean that was that was like five years ago. I you mean, had like, you not really started yet? I, I'd done I'd done like really, really kinda like primitive stuff. You know, I mean like it was it was Really amateur, really green. I mean, so like when I saw, I saw, I think it was El Ciudad. Oh, is that, oh right? God. Is that how, was that the gateway? I that I think, <laughs> I think that I that I was you know I was I'm for the, those for those who
0: don't know it's a, it's this uh it was this project that I had to do for film school when I was at Emerson undergrad. The uh, the assignment was make something that's exactly to the second three minutes and fifteen seconds. Um, the the theme had to be uh, what the city means to you. And um and it had to. What was the other one? It couldn't have any music, and it couldn't. There was some other it, it, on the YouTube video. If you look up LCU Dad, I don't know Frankie Frane. Uh, it I list out all of the obstructions they were trying. They were going off of, um, uh, large von Trier's movie, the five
1: obstructions, which I don't know. Oh. If, have you ever seen that? Oh, wait. Uh, no, I bet I, I might. It's,
0: it's pretty cool. Actually, if, if this is truly a film schoolie podcast then I should recommend people watch it. It's, it's, it, there was this, um, this European filmmaker who made this movie called, uh, the perfect man. And it was, uh, you know, somewhat experimental, but it was basically this, this investigation of what's perfection. And it was on this kind of white background. It was an interesting little movie. Hmm. Um, and then Lars von Trier, who, who you probably know, who, um, who's a big player in the Dogma 95 stuff, which if anybody doesn't know, that was like early 2000s, mini DV tape had just kind of hit the market and they were like, this will change storytelling, (laughs) but it didn't until DSLRs. (laughs) Um, People try, but yeah, it was like, like we can do things without, we have to do it without tripods and a lot of kind of like making your own rules for yourself so that you make an aesthetic out of how much you suck, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is the story of my life. <laughs> um, but he ended up, uh, he, he challenged this European filmmaker to make a movie, to, to remake his film under the obstructions that Lars planned out for him. And for, so the second one was you have to shoot it in Mexico. And with, Mex- with like Mexican actors oh, Mexican and no cut can be longer than uh, like 17 frames or something like that. So mm-hmm. you had to remake the entire film under those conditions. And then one of them was you have to star in it now. You have to star in it and you- it has to be in this like third world country in this third world area with non-actors and homeless people. I kept doing things like that and then finally made its way up to the fifth one where he was like, the, f- the fifth one is there's no obstructions. Do it all yourself. And the guy was like, I have no idea what to do. <laughs> um, so it's an interesting little movie. But yeah, so they, they were kind of doing that with us. And I ended up making this film that made a mockery of the whole thing. Well,
1: I, I mean, that's, that's like, I mean, that was the thing I initially responded to so much was there was such attitude in that short. I mean, like, because it started with that. That's super, you know, you're making fun of, like, the super pretentious yeah. film where the, you have that voiceover where it's like, the city, is it just a chamber of commerce, <laughs> but what meaning does society have inside, you know, and it was just like, and then, you know, and then he comes in, he's like, but fuck all that, you know, yeah. and, and I was just, I was so, I feel like I'd only encountered pretentious people my age up until yeah. that point. I hadn't encountered anyone who had moved beyond the pretension and could recognize the pretension. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was just, it was super, super, uh, refreshing. And I mean, I just saw that on YouTube. It's like such a, I wonder how you came across that. I, I, I was just, I was a big YouTuber, you know, I mean, I, I spent a lot of time just like, look, cause like when you're, when you're like on the outside looking in, like when you don't know a ton about filmmaking stuff you're like constantly kind of like you're I, you're a
0: big researcher but kind of I think inherently like you seem to be like you really kind of investigate
1: things I do yeah, yeah. I mean I I guess it's yeah it's just I don't know yeah it's how I go about it I tend to like if there's a subject or something I, I spent a lot of time uh looking into it and I mean like I so I was interested in uh short filmmaking I think I was just like watching every short I could find and I stumbled upon that and then I I wrote to you and you actually wrote me back, which was like really, really unusual because yeah. you know, and so like that and, and so then it was like, you know, we started we started talking and I saw your other work and it was like it was so the scope of it was so much farther, the thinking was so much farther along than the point where I was. Yeah. That yeah, I I did look up to you, you know. I mean it, it definitely it 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 opened my eyes to think that you were only a couple years older than me. And yet you were already making this work that had like a real kind of voice and polish to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Well, thank you. It, 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 I, I, I still say to this day, it was only because I was too retarded to know that like, like, dude, you don't make hour and a half long movies at this age. I, I was just <laughs> like, well, the movies I like are an hour and a half, so I'll go make one of those. And it was only through kind of like, you know, destroying my soul in the first one that I learned like, oh, okay, actually, I think I might know how to do this. And then by the third one, you know, had a system down
1: but you see the the thing though is that you weren't you weren't trying to copy anyone you meet like tons and tons of film students who like they've like they've seen every film they ever made yeah and and you know and and then and they're just like they're just kind of riffing off all that where they're you know and they don't really have any original ideas they don't really have anything to say like i had a teacher in undergrad used to say that um like if you don't have anything to say you don't make a movie but like there's this Problem, I think, with, like, film students where, like, they just start idolizing, you know, older, bigger filmmakers and... It yeah I mean it's just like and and then they're not really trying to become a filmmaker themselves they're just trying to like become a like a little Orson Welles you yeah, know, yeah or something yeah, yeah. like that
0: because they 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 just don't have anything to do yet except for mimic and then hopefully as time goes on and and I think I think that's okay in the learning stages I think it's like you know mimicry can actually be kind of a helpful learning tool sure um but the problem with filmmaking is that it's so fucking hard. That if you don't believe fully in what you're doing, and this is coming from a guy who made a movie called "Abo the Hugh Monkey. <laughs> but but like if you if you don't believe that like you are doing something that is going to someday that has the potential to be seen by a wide audience or some or the audience that you want it to be seen by, then you'll you'll just give up. You'll be like, I don't really care enough about this to do this. So. You know, whenever you sometimes I come across people with ambitious, pro, you know, young people with ambitious projects, and I I want to say that thing of like this, honestly, this is your learning film, but you can't say that. That'd be a shitty thing to say. That is the reality of it, but you can't tell them that because they'll they'll stop making the movie.
1: Or well, or they or they they just won't listen to you. Yeah, I, yeah. You know, I feel like more often when when you say that to someone, they like they give you that like resentful glare, and then they're like, "Oh, show him." Yeah, oh and yeah, then, and then like. It's only later that then they're like, "Oh, Frankie was totally right," you know. Like after they fucked it up.
0: Um, I I mean, I've been on the shoe's been on the other foot. Like I've I've had people.
1: Me me too. I
0: I I, I made the you know I made my third feature, and I'm very proud of that movie. Uh, And I had like a professor being like, "Well, this is your first film. I mean, you're learning." And he didn't know about the other movies, (laughs) and you can't be like, "Well, actually, I've made two features," because he'll be like, "Yeah, I'm sure you did, buddy." Yeah. (laughs) Like I'm sure I'm sure they're the most unwatchable pieces of garbage, and you know, to some maybe they are, but um. But we, we came to talk about uh, – uh, so Neil um, has made a number of movies, but two of which have actually been accepted to a wide number of film festivals, like a pretty serious amount of film festivals, especially the most recent one, Wrigley and King. So what I want to do is I want to start back at um, kind of where – because you're saying you know like five very short years ago, you were like looking for YouTube videos going, how do you make a movie? So what even yeah. kind of kicked wow. that
1: off? Uh, kicked off, uh, my Just in,
0: in, in a filmmaking interest. I mean, had you always been a movie fan or,
1: Oh, well yeah, actually, I mean, yeah, I, I, well kind of, I, I, I was always really, I was really like storytelling. And when I was, uh, younger, like, you know, sort of like between the ages of, I don't know, nine and 14, 15, I really wanted to be a writer, like a novelist. Yeah. Um, I did too. That's funny. I know. I feel like a lot of people make this journey.
0: <laughs> I wanted to be, uh, like a, a painter, like an artist. Yeah. yeah, I called it an artist. Oh like, an art- I want to draw or something, yeah, and then I couldn't do that. And then I was like, I want to be a novelist. And then it, and then it, I think animation came into play at one very short. Yeah, because
1: you you have some yeah. animations I've seen, and then um, into film finally because I couldn't draw again. Well, I just I I mean I have no I can't draw either. I have no I have no real uh, uh, drawing skills. But um, I noticed that I. So I would, I would like – I was reading certain books and then I was seeing the films that they had been made into. And so then I was like, well, when I write my great novels, like, of course they'll be made into films too. And then I started thinking about, oh, well, I'll have to write the screenplay so no one messes it up. And, you know, I was like, well, did you, you have,
0: Like at that young age, did you have certain kinds of stories you wanted to tell already or did you just like the idea of putting pen to paper?
1: Uh that's tough to say because I can't
0: remember for myself. I think there was just that, like, there's that, there's that instinct of self-expression, but you don't know what the fuck you want to express quite yet.
1: Well, you haven't. You're so, you're so new. I mean, you're so like, I don't know. I don't know if you have a lot of stuff were, to tell when you're like ten. Yeah.
0: Were you a big reader at that time, and you were like, I, you know,
1: um, I will not. Well, it's, <laughs> this kind of gets into. I, I actually, this kind of gets into like, I, I don't actually, I don't read very much. I listen to audiobooks a lot. Yeah, yeah um, I do too.
0: Because yeah. then I can actually do it in the car and shit.
1: Well, actually, I mean, I have a learning disability, and when I was, like, when I was a re- little kid, it was, like, really hard to read, and um, so I got into audiobooks a ton when I was a kid, and now thinking back on it, it's interesting because, you know, an audiobook, that's a novel, but it's, it's a performance, you yes, know, yes. Yeah. And so I, I I often I now like I think back and I wonder if that was if in some ways I was thinking I wanted to be a writer and I'm listening to these audiobooks, and sometimes they have like an entire cast and sound effects. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, they're almost it's like a radio It's play. like a radio play. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And it's and it's almost that I wonder if that sort of put in my mind the idea of taking something that was written and performing it out. Right, you right. know? Um so anyway, I, I eventually uh I eventually just kind of made peace with the fact that I was more interested in the films than I was in the novels, mm. um, I, and you know, I was I, I basically just wanted to skip the process of writing the book and yeah. and just go on and write the screenplay. I'm gonna adapt
0: my non-existent novel. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> did you were you at all interested in like if it, you said that you're interested in the you were more interested in the movies than the books? Did did you? Start to think about like the ways they were adapting them. Like, oh, that wasn't in the book, and that was like.
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, because it it uh, it's such, and you know, and then you get get into the whole thing of like when there's when there's prose, and like when you have a character who's having like in a book uh, a six page you know interior monologue, and then in a film, how do you do that? You know, it, it like is that just a glance? You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's why if you know i i would watch films and if you you can see some films that that come from novels that are just really hard to adapt because like the writer's style is 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 just it isn't very cinematic mm. it's not like performance driven it's very like in I, the head
0: i just watched uh, this is a maybe a bad example but i don't think so i just watched uh, the the animated adaptation of the dark knight returns um, which is the Frank Miller graphic novel.
1: I Oh, yeah, okay. And it's
0: so, like, the graphic novel is, is so steeped in monologue. It's such a, it's the closest thing to, like, inside Batman's head, like, I think that it's that's ever been written. It's a really kind of, like, you really get that insight. And then in the adaptation, they, like, even though they were very faithful to almost every panel, every moment, they ditched the monologue. Ooh. And the monologue colors that thing so much. And it, I, I have to wonder, like, did they try it? You know, and to, and we're like, it's it should work, but it's not. Or did is there just that uh, uh, obligation to to not do voiceover narration? Or I don't know.
1: That would be that would be like that would be like Watchmen without Doctor Manhattan yeah. or you right, know narrating. Right. I mean, that I can't imagine. I can't imagine that at all. Yeah, you know, it's yeah.
0: it was it's rough too. You miss all those all beautiful little lines and the, the things that color that whole story. Like it, it, this would be a good death, you know, when Bruce Wayne is racing cars gone, it's not in the movie. It's a total Uh, bummer. uh, Um, but anyway, uh, so that, so now you're, you're, you've set your sights on filmmaking and you start to wonder like, well, what does that take?
1: Yeah. And this is age what? Well, I'm, I'm about, I'm, I'm 17 Mm -hmm. when I buy my first camera, I bought a little mini DV camera and i knew nothing like i mean i knew nothing there was one there was one kid in my high school we had no like film department in our high school i talked to some people now and they're like i was involved in the film department in high school <laughs> and it's like what what film
0: department we had a video teacher <laughs> and and we had the old our school used to be like a like a vocational school and so there used to be a shop oh and they turned the shop into like they took a giant hunk of plywood and, uh, like, put it on a, I don't know, put it on a stand and painted it blue. And you could actually see, like, the blue paint streaks all in it. And they're like, it's your blue screen. And oh. then they had these little offices and they, yeah, they bought some, like, Super VHS cameras. Though, oh, really? Is, yeah, yeah, now,
1: See, I, I would have loved to have had an experience like mm-hmm. that, but, yeah. I, but I didn't. There was, it just wasn't in the town where I grew up. And so, like, there was this one, there was one, you know, kid in my in my school who he knew, He, like, did a lot of the video work. Like, he'd film, like, the band trips and stuff. And so I, like, just picked his brain. And I I mean, just, like, it's like like trying to teach a caveman how to build a fire. Like, those first couple steps. Um, And I was just, like, so, like... Like the, the, the
0: technology or, like, the language of, like, hey, what's a cut exactly or what was yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, honestly,
1: like, the whole thing. Like, I mean, I I, I had tr- – I really struggled with, like, basic concepts early on because, like, I had no film background and I, mm-hmm. and I wasn't in a class initially. I was just trying to figure this stuff out of myself. Like, I couldn't figure out coverage. Like, I didn't know it was called coverage, but yeah, I was yeah. aware of coverage. Like, I could see it in films. I could see, like, oh, there's a cut there and now, like, it's, like, it's the same scene – Uh, But now it's a different angle. But I was like, but how do they do that? How do they get the actors to match? And I couldn't figure that out. And it's like, it's so simple, but like, I don't know. My mind was just like, I was so puzzled by it. Like, I wasn't sure if there were multiple cameras. Yeah, just the
0: concept of single camera continuity editing. Yeah.
1: It's kind of... I
0: remember having to – like when I was in the little super VHS shop, they would be like, all right, Frankie, you're the closest thing to a guy that knows how to use any of this shit. Uh, teach these kids. And they would always be like these kids that t- are taking it as like an elective class that don't want to do anything else. <laughs> um, teach them how to be artists. <laughs> and,
1: <laughs> awaken the art. Awaken
0: man. them. Yeah. And uh And I uh, – yeah, it always had to start with like, all right, there's two of you talking. Uh I haven't had to teach somebody this in a long time. I, I I would be a little lost for words because it's kind of part of my, what I do now. I'm it's sure so intuitive. In way. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, all right, you're both talking, but like there's a wide shot and there's a medium shot and like you're <laughs> going to cut it all together later. And they never quite understood, or I, especially just walking, like a shot of somebody walking. Or, but you look at my early stuff and like the camera follows everybody. Yeah. Like I didn't get the concept of like let them leave, ca- you know, have a leave stationary frame. camera, let them leave frame Re-enter. and that'll help yeah. your you with your cut. So almost everything is me holding a camera following them. <laughs> <laughs> and then it, it's just this impossible cut. And it's all like medium follow shot to medium follow shot, and it's all do, like I,
1: garbage. I, you do a lot of medium shots when you start out, yeah, yeah. Like you, you're just like, I think you're. Do you experience the world at a medium shot? Is that why? Maybe, like this yeah, is, probably. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I my solution for coverage is so fucking primitive. I, <laughs> I would, I would. On one of my early films, I was doing a scene, and I was doing it from the master. I didn't know these terms back then, but I was doing it from the master. And then I had someone walk into frame and like stop to talk to someone, and I just literally went freeze. And I moved the camera yeah, to yeah, a yeah. medium shot. I shot a whole feature like that. Oh,
0: really? Almost all of 10 pounds is basically like they get in their line. Like I get in it. Like let's say I get a, like a, a an over the shoulder of somebody doing their line. And then they do it and I'd be satisfied. And then I would actually move. I'd get the other line and then I'd move. So shot to shot. It's not like that. Oh. They're all it's retarded. Why would you ever do yeah, it that? Yeah, no,
1: way? no. But I understand where you're coming from because yeah. I mean, I used to I used to do it the same way, and I feel like everyone kind of starts like that because it's hard to grasp the concept of we do it all from this angle because you're not thinking editing wise. Yeah. You're thinking in the moment. Yeah, I got to get this line. I got to do that line.
0: It's also the problem with being your own your own DP too, your own camera person, because yeah. I, I, I let go of that after I did. I need to lose ten pounds where I was like, somebody else should shoot this. (laughs) And that changed everything. That changed my process completely where I was just basically like, I'm going to take the whole scene over and over again from different angles. Done. Like everybody else does it. But, uh, but when you're, man, it really fucked me up to be my own cameraman because you're so focused on the frame and you're so focused on what you have. And, uh, a, a lot goes out the window.
1: Yeah, it's it's not a it's not a good mix for me either. I mean, I did the first, I That's how I started out, just like doing. I mean, I was in some of the films. I acted a little bit in them. Not really acted, but
0: that's right. I, I remember. I seem to remember some YouTube video where you were in a classroom. I can't remember it. Classroom. You looked really young.
1: Uh. I don't know. You still
0: have the same like squinty eyes, but
1: <laughs> well, those will be, always be there. For yeah,
0: me. it looked like a like just a, like Neil's younger brother or
1: something. At, at my funeral, they'll be like, "Are, are his eyes open or
0: closed?" <laughs> <laughs> um, so so you, you you get over those learning hurdles.
1: Yeah. Um. So I I went to I went to Sarah Lawrence College. Um. And for film. I yeah. I mean, well, the whole college. see, I had really not so great SAT scores. And that really held me back. Uh, it, Sarah Lawrence is an excellent school, though. Everybody it is, praises yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and they don't – I don't even think they look at SAT scores. Um, no, they
0: don't here at Emerson. Oh, yeah? No, well, I mean they do, but not for like – like uh, when I got into the MFA, I, I took the uh, – what do you call it? The
1: GRE. The GRE. Yeah.
0: And it, it turned out I didn't need to in the, at I,
1: all. See, I never took that. I took yeah. the practice GRE, but then I found out I didn't need it for a lot of MFA yeah. programs. But um, – so I, I got into Sarah Lawrence and I was like, I was kind of finding my feet. And I wasn't, I wasn't actually involved in the, with the film department my, pretty much my whole freshman year because they have this thing where like upperclassmen get preference for classes. Mm. And so like I, I signed up to take, I think it was like a screenwriting class and I got bumped out of it. And I had to take something I wasn't that crazy about.
0: Did they have like a, like a production department were you able to get your hands on some equipment or like an, an equipment distribution center?
1: It, it existed. But if you weren't in a class, um, you, you, I don't think back then you, I, it's, it's very different now because like the, this, this great guy came in and he like runs the film cage and like one of the professors, screenwriting professors became the head of the department and they like totally revamped the program. Like yeah. it's completely different than it was when I started out there. um, and I was just very intimidated by uh, by a lot of it because you know, uh, so I didn't really do much. I didn't really do much um, filmmaking. I was still just kind of making stuff with my friends, like on winter break and on summer break. I wasn't, I wasn't doing like my whole freshman year. I didn't make any films at Sarah mm-hmm. Lawrence. And when I saw your film, that was the beginning of my sophomore year. I feel like it was, I feel like it was fall two thousand seven. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, and you know, I was still like, I was still really. Struggling to kind of just get the uh, get the basics down, really. And then my junior year, I took my first real production class. I finally just kind of dived in. I think I'd been ai think I was kind of like afraid of production because I don't know. Maybe maybe I just didn't want to find out if I if I was bad or not. You know, because yeah. like when you're doing it on your own, you can kind of just live in your own little world yeah. and be delusional, right? And then like answer
0: a, only to yourself, really. Y- yeah.
1: yeah. And then as soon as you as soon as you have to like go into a class and like have people watch your film and critique it and you know well did like,
0: you start to like when did you start to identify as primarily a screenwriter because you're you're a writer director but you writer
1: first but you always definitely. lead with
0: writing yes. I
1: always do yeah
0: and did you like. Obviously, it started with this kind of this you know novelistic approach, and then you were afraid of production. So it sounds like at some point during Sarah Lawrence, you that was when that developed, where you're like, I think I'm a writer, and I hope I'm good at production.
1: Yeah, no, yeah. definitely, because I was I, you know I got into a screenwriting class my sophomore year, and I wasn't in a production class, just screenwriting, and I was in the screenwriting, and you know yeah, I mean I don't think my stuff was great, but it was I thought it compared to the rest of the class, it was pretty good. And so I started to get like a vibe like, "Oh, you know, maybe I'm an okay writer." Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Sorry and started to feel that. Started you start yeah. you start to get that little bit of confidence, yeah. you know, from from group critique. And um so then but I was still afraid of production, you know, cuz I was still just making like little like basement films, you yeah. know. And um so then when I dived into production, that was like that was really intimidating, but I learned a ton. And I mean, I, I've never, that was like, that was one of the hardest semesters I've ever had because it was just like, it was such a, really, really, that's like, I look at, I made Breadwinner, you're aware of, of yes. this film. Um, yeah.
0: Describe it though, for those who don't know it.
1: Um, Breadwinner is, it's a, it's a short film. It's 10 minutes long. Um, it's, it's, it's basically, it's all voiceover narration and like there's shots of scenes. It's sort of a montage of different points to this guy's life, and he's telling the story of his relationship um, with his father. And Breadwinner for me was like, that was kind of like my awakening film, I guess you'd say. Like that's really like my transition from like what I felt like. Because until that point, I was I was kind of just stabbing in the dark, and every once in a while I'd like, you know, a couple minutes here of this film would like get get to people, or like someone would be like, oh, that I kind of like that. But like Breadwinner was like, people like really responded to it you know like i mean like i i mean i people were just like kind of just really really impressed by it um i look back on it now and you know it, it's 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 4 years later now and there's there's stuff i'd do differently or maybe i wouldn't even make that type of film now but for the time you know being 20 years old um anyway it just kind of like over overnight it sort of changed my life um, it
0: it was interesting because it it you can see how like here's a guy who made an aesthetic out of, made, you know, basically made a visual language out of the fact that he didn't want to bite off more than he could chew, which you would do yeah. again. The, I, I think in Wrigley and King as well, where you're basically like, look, like, keep it simple, keep it strong, yeah. you know? And um, and I've seen the other stuff of yours that's actually, that, that is much more ambitious than that visually, but, yeah. that, the, but the, if you look at the two that have done well, it's been you being like, I'm gonna, like, whatever I do, I'm gonna do it well, and if I can't do it well, I'm not gonna do it which I think is actually really smart of I do the opposite idiotically which of, of like we can do anything.
1: <laughs> well, you know, I've had I've had my failures too. Mm. I mean, you you I mean, I I've I've overstretched myself definitely. I think I think the way I look at it now is that you know, you need to if you're going to do a longer piece, if you're going to do like a 20 25 minute piece which it's looking like I might do that for my thesis. That's what's coming up, yeah. Um you real like you really gotta quality control. It all comes down to quality control yeah. uh, with me, and I mean like, and that's just exhausting. So I mean like the longer film that I did, you know like Last Piece, which you're aware of, which is another. It's like 22 minutes. Like it just it just became harder to maintain the quality. You know yeah. like it has nothing. It, I don't know. It just like it it was it was incredibly stressful to make to begin with, and then I you just can't spend. I just didn't prepare enough, basically, yeah. and I didn't have enough experience, really. Yep. Because uh, I, you know, I had tr- I struggled with like basic camera language and stuff because like breadwinner is all breadwinner is all stationary
0: sort of, shots of yeah. really not even people pro- but property. So you got this narration yeah. that's you know yeah that the humanity is in the narration. And otherwise you're kind of looking at stuff and moments and
1: stuff and moments. There's some like hands and stuff like that. There's not, there's not a lot of blocking of actors or people. There's no dialogue of people talking in a scene. And so. Who shot? Did you shoot that? I I'm DP on okay, Breadwinner. Yeah, I, Breadwinner is you know it's a one man wrecking crew film. Like I, I have a friend who he refers to those types of films. You you must have made a ton of them. Oh sure. Where like you're you're basically like you, turn the
0: camera on yourself or like whatever. If, if you yeah. look
1: at the credits, it's like by directed me. by, yeah. written by, oh, yeah. edited I got, by. I got I yeah. got a number.
0: Um, you, you, you people film students should take a look at that movie because it's it's definitely a testament to like story 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 story
1: it's a real it's it's a script film yeah i mean it's it costs
0: zero dollars you know it
1: has to well it was pretty cheap i I had to pay for a couple things in there really yeah i mean i I, there were like i there was minor things like there's like a sign on the his desk like that says like Oh, okay yeah you know like 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 like
0: custom props for custom yeah, yeah
1: basically and i bought a couple things along the way yeah um but uh, I don't know. It's probably like two hundred bucks or something like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's
0: it's 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 really, um, yeah. It's a good example of like, uh, you know, it's not like you knew anybody. It's not like you had to call in in any major favors. It's just you sort of yeah. had a, a story that that worked with what you had. Yeah, which people should really do. Um, don't do what I do, <laughs> which is like just suffer through the most ambitious <laughs> project ever. Uh, although that has it has worked out for me. You talk about quality control, and one of the. Th- for better or worse, I've developed a, co- a trust in myself to quality control, yeah. and I see it in other. When people ask me to come on, I'm like, "What would you like me to do exactly?" And I can tell they don't actually have a role for me; they just want me to
1: stand, help, stand help, there and help say, them make it better. Yeah, no, and, I mean that I, that would kind of be almost an assistant director. I'd yeah, say. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just someone like to stand there and be like, "Oh, that that looks terrible." To you catch know, or, the shit that yeah. you've
0: you've made you've made that mistake before. So you can call it for somebody else. Yeah, like, yeah. You're about to do the thing that I've done before, and you know, I'm I'm not even advanced enough in in my craft to to feel super confident. I've been on sets with like CE, for instance, where here's here's a guy who can nudge something in the frame, you know, one inch, and it makes all the difference because he just knows. He knows what's it, gonna experience. Trans- transform yeah. the frame. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. incredible, and it, it, it all comes down to experience. People think it all comes down to money. It doesn't.
1: No, no, I don't. I don't think so. Either. I, I, I mean, I've seen some short films that they had these gigantic. I mean, if you ask me, it all comes down to script. Yeah. I mean, I, I think you can. I think it's really.
0: But I've seen good scripts get fucked.
1: Right. Yeah. But I've seen, I've seen even fewer um, mediocre or bad scripts made great true it never happens it never happens yeah. I mean, it's it's i think it's basically impossible
0: so you start submitting breadwinner to short film festivals
1: yeah um i knew nothing i mean i was i and, and it's funny cuz you know as as we're doing this uh i've been like a couple of people have asked me for festival advice and i'm like i i think like the people who are asking me, I I I asked them, Oh, like have you ever submitted anything anywhere before? Because like when you're starting out, it's like it's like making sense of that world is so complicated. And so I started submitting Breadwinner and really like complete shot in the dark. I mean I I, like I was just submitting to places and I I was you
0: started with like you're like, okay, I have a movie that people are responding to that I that. You might deserve a little bit of a bigger audience. So how do you get an audience? Well, I've heard of these film festivals. Yeah. But why don't I submit to those? Th- and that's kind of where it starts.
1: Yeah, and then it and then you know was With without a box. Did that exist back then? <laughs> yeah, it did. It, or it was like in its infancy. No, without a box, it's been around since I think like 2006, 2006 or so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. and this right. we're talking like 2009 when I started submitting. For um, those
0: who don't know, it's it uh, without a box is an internet service that. Um, way too many people love, but it is pretty great when you consider what it used to be, which was basically sending around press kits, which would Mm. be your poster, your, your summary, your cast, all the shit that, you know, basically the metadata of the film, uh, high quality stills, trailer, all that stuff. Every time you submitted to a film festival, you would have to submit all of that. Maybe not upfront for the initial submission, but you would have to send around a lot, you know, whether or not you even qualify for that category, um, you wouldn't have really a way of a checklist for that. Everything would be very individual to the festivals. This package is, you know, you have one movie you register it on without a box. Nowadays, it gets you on IMDb, apparently.
1: Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, and it does. I think you get one. I think you get a free IMDb page is what for it your is? film if you register because they're, they're like partnered somehow. I'm not. Yeah. Yeah, because like when you up, like without upload a box, a trailer. Yeah, when you upload yeah. a trailer, it goes through the IMDb system. That's what. So.
0: I, yeah, I was in the past. I used to have to get into a festival recognized by IMDb to have an official release. And, yeah. then, and then I would be on IMDb. And now I just go on – I guess IMDb now is just a complete trash heap because they're just they, all you have to do is go on without a box and they're on there. <laughs> and I still to this day spend the $35 to put up a poster of the movie for IMDb because I, I can't stand those – Gray question
1: yeah, marks. Yeah, it makes it makes it feel like this is a forgotten film. Yeah, yeah, like it uh, <laughs> never
0: really got finished or something like that. <laughs> yeah, but um, so they had it, and you you used that.
1: Yeah, I used that, and and but I mean, the problem is, and like I, you know, it's like the I wish that I knew what I know now when I was younger. Um, Save a few bucks. Yeah, is that I I submitted some festivals that now looking back I I don't think were very good, and um. I mean, I don't know, and some of them don't even exist anymore. Because hmm. like, there's there are so many film festivals out there. Like every like everyone and his mother has a film festival. Yes. And anybody can open one. Yeah, and I mean, and some and honestly, some of them are scams. Yeah. Um. You know, they're just uh, they're just designed to make money. There's like there's some out there that there's not even a festival. It's just like it's just an award. Yeah. A festival where like they never actually show the films. They just give a bunch of awards. And after you win an award, they're like. Pay twenty five dollars, and we'll send you the certificate. You know, yeah, which probably cost them a buck to make. <laughs> See,
0: that's yeah. the thing is that there's festivals in there, you know probably in their origin. If I had to guess, started off as um, uh, you know a fringe way of exhibiting a film that wasn't going to make it into a wide release or even a city release,
1: or 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 short films because or short, short films because, because they,
0: yeah they have no exhibition
1: apparently. Well, apparently they used to really uh, yeah. Like someone was someone was telling me this the other day that like. It, short films used to actually like, like but when you would go to see a future film, there'd be like two shorts to mm. start. And I, and it's like, it's not like we're not talking like a really long time ago. We're not talking like 1930s. We're talking more recent than that. Really? Like even, even the 60s or 70s. Someone was oh. telling me this the other day. I'm trying to remember. And, um, and then that just like died. Like died as a as like an art form that it would seems
0: strange, doesn't it? That like you wouldn't at least program a few films together and sell a ticket to it at the movies. Like it, it just seems weird. Like there are there are high budget short films out there and they don't go to the theaters. I guess I,
1: yeah. Maybe it's maybe it's just the maybe like the American taste and format change because you see these shifts where like you see some formats come in and out of style. But the problem is is that if you're a filmmaker starting out. Short films, are, I I think, are kind of the way to go. Yeah. Um. In terms of like, I think you should get really good at shorts, and so yeah, there's like film festivals are kind of the only way that you can sort of put them out there. Yeah. Um. And film festivals are a good acid test because you, particularly when you're in school, you can like really be living in like a re- or like a reality distortion field where you know like people can be like, oh, your film's awesome and yeah. you're great. And then you, like, you know, I've heard people who have this, like, happen to them. Then they get out of school and it's not necessarily film. Maybe it's writing or maybe it's painting or something. And then suddenly, like, no one responds to their work at all. Because, like, their professors and their classmates or friends were all, like, tainted, you know. Well,
0: you you think of your film school or wherever you are, um, you think of it as consensus. Yeah. So if you have a classroom full of people going, this is great, or a classroom full of people saying this sucks... You you're like no one liked it or everyone liked it. Yeah. And the reality is is like no, there's like twelve people. <laughs> and
1: you're sitting in a, you're sitting in a room of people who are all your age who yeah. if like if they're all students they they might all come from similar backgrounds. Right, right. You know, and the great thing about film festivals is that like you know they want to tell you no.
0: Yeah. They
1: want to reject your film yeah. because like they want to be in that position. They 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 have you know maybe they can program hundred shorts and they get a thousand.
0: Yeah. So they're really looking for it to suck so they can make sure that the, all decisions are easy. Yeah. Um, and really the way they're used is at this point, um, after years and years of festivals and now, especially that everybody can be not only just, not only can everybody open a film festival, but everybody can make a film. I mean, it's just a
1: completely saturated situation. So totally, you know, I mean like, that's the thing is like, I, it's kind of frustrating sometimes because like you, I, 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 One of my professors in undergrad was like telling me about the good old days when Mm. like you went to a film festival and like it was like if you made like a halfway decent film, it would get in because like just not that many people were shooting stuff and like editing it to completion and then sending it out. Whereas like now, you know, like you said, like someone can just grab a video camera, film 30 minutes, and that's going to be lined up right against your film, you know, and and (coughs) if the judge is tired or the programmer is tired, if they've watched 20 shorts, like – you're sure it might not get the attention that you think it's gonna get.
0: yeah, oh and believe me i I've, I've based a lot of my life on Big Fish Small Pond, but I yeah. uh, at the same time I love it in a in a weird kind of way. Um, it's not good for my career. It's not good for anybody's career, but I enjoy I like I like that the the art form of filmmaking. Is liberated like this, that it doesn't yeah. have these walls. Or no, like, I, no, I,
1: I, I, I do, I, I, I must. Yeah, you're right. I, I, like and there's it an too.
0: exhibition. That, like, like the exhibition is built in. Like, yeah, you're gonna have not everybody's going to see LCU dad, but you did, Yeah. you know? So like there is an audience and it is outside the classroom and it is, it is outside the, the family. And, um, and it's really not even hard to get on Netflix, honestly. I mean, you can buy your way right in. Oh so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, are you doing that? No, I, it looks like I actually have a distributor, but I shouldn't say that. Oh, Um. Uh, but I, but it, it, it's looking pretty good, oh. um, for DVD, Oh. Congrats. which is retarded too, by the way. Oh, but, uh, well, nobody no. buys DVDs, but it's still where every, every distributor I've talked to up to this point is like, yeah you're right but slow to change but they're like but DVDs are still the money like it's really the only way the money comes in they're like who's buying movies off iTunes you know some people do but it's still like when when when, uh, when iTunes started selling songs for 99 cents you know they were going to come for movies eventually.
1: <laughs> and, well, and yeah, what's... I mean, they 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 do short films on iTunes, right?
0: Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. So there there you go for I mean that. So in a way, like short films really do kind of get their moment. I think in the sun, like Vimeo too has become kind of um, the alternative to YouTube. Of like, it's not just going to be any old video. Hopefully, if you if you upload it uploaded over here, you know, yeah. it might be a short film or a real movie, um, like a narrative film or a documentary.
1: That, but you know that that kind of directly conflicts with the festival because like the festivals will kick you like they won't take your film if it's already online or
0: they want to be publicly. the ones yeah. who showed the movie.
1: I actually, I got kicked out of a film festival once cause really? yeah, it was totally not my fault. Uh, another, this is with breadwinner, another film festival, uh, like all the DVDs that came in, apparently they just ripped them and put them on Vimeo So, like, their judges could watch it at home without having to share the DVD. And, like, the intern was supposed to make them private, and then he didn't. And uh, so another film festival, apparently, like, their policy was, like, just to Google your film title and see if it was online anywhere. And it was. And so... They just kicked me out. They just qualified me, and I was like, I, "I'm not even responsible for this." And I like, I had the film festival who made the mistake contact them and tell them that, and they were just like, "We're sorry." Once it's been shown online, like, we well, you know, it's out of our that. hands. Yeah. I mean,
0: we there, there's a film awards show at Emerson called the Evies that we both submitted to, and the one year normally they yeah. normally they run a pretty tight ship. Mm. There was one year where they decided to u- do exactly publicly
1: that. YouTube.
0: Yeah, public YouTube uploads. Yeah, and in my case, by the way, that was seven parts because it was a feature that i submitted and um (laughs) and so i was like hey private that yeah right away because like i'm gonna not only be disqualified from film festivals i'm gonna be disqualified from distribution
1: yeah because nobody
0: wants to sell a dvd of a movie that's available for free and then what ended up happening was they're like oh sorry and they password protected it and then it like google cached it all over the place and you started sending links yeah. You were like, hey, your movie's like up at some weird Ugh. spammy looking
1: website. You don't know how long I spent tracking down my film really? and being and, and requesting like you know, websites that had copied it from YouTube, the original upload, and being like, Can you please take this down? Because like I was just like I was so paranoid after having gotten kicked out with Breadwinner that then I was like, and honestly, at the end of the day, for short films, yours is different because it's a feature and you're thinking about distribution. For short yeah. films, I don't think the festival should care if it's online or not, um, but they do. And so anyway, I spent a lot of time just like having to hunt it down and be like, please take this down. Like you're, you know, and I think I got them all. I don't think you can <sighs> find it online it's anymore.
0: Uh, but they, well, I mean, you know, people aren't going to go to their festival if they can just watch everything at home. People won't attend. Yeah. People won't buy
1: tickets. But do, but do people who are buying the tickets know that, that it's online? You know what Yeah, I mean? right, right, right. Because like a lot of times you go to, a, you're not like, you don't go for some short.
0: You know, like you, you
1: see the short while you're there to see some, some feature.
0: I think people go just to attend, you know, if they like, like when I, I went to Sydney and the, uh, the festival was just a good time. Like it was, you know, there was an outdoor bar, there were three cinemas and it was just fun. And, um, and there were some interesting movies. There's one documentary about, uh a tribe of people in Cambodia that have sex with donkeys. That's like what they do. Oh. And, uh, and that was a movie donkey love. This is a good, like it was generally a good time, <laughs> but that, that festival was really unique because it was made it's sad to say, but that it, this makes it unique, but it was by filmmakers and it was run by filmmakers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they were faculty at local film schools and they were, they love filmmaking and they love filmmakers and they do this for just about no money every single year because there's a huge turnout. And, it's it flies in the face of the Australian government, which you know is pretty. They're they're really kind of against guerrilla filmmaking over there, much more so than we are here. Really, very well, much in so. terms of
1: like permits and stuff? Or?
0: take a listen to episode three of this podcast because yeah. the the programmer details it. But essentially, they because the federal government runs the film industry. Oh, right. They want to protect the integrity of the job market. Oh, weird. So they're like, hey, if like if you if somebody's running around with a camera making a movie and getting people to work for them for free they consider that very exploitative of hmm. ta- of talented people. Um, so it, like the film, pr- the programmer there who's been doing that for years, and and that's part of why they loved Sexually Frank so much. Like I remember I announced the budget. I was like, I don't know, this movie costs like two grand. And that was kind of just an off the top of my head figure. Yeah. It, like if you don't count the equipment that people already owned. And they burst into applause. And if I said that here, if I was like, it's two grand, people would be like, well, it's not a real movie then, is it? Yeah. Like they'd be kind of they'd shitty like, about it over there. They're like, "Really, you're allowed to do that? <laughs> That's not against the law." So it's pretty. It's yeah, it's a different story over there. But it really kind of it makes for these like filmmaking rebels that that made a festival they really believe in and mm-hmm. they really care about. Um, and they were they really love to have us because we they wanted us to talk to uh, to their their film students. More more
1: more festivals uh, should be that way. Should be run by makers or should treat makers well. Because I have to say that that is like. I've become a little bit disenchanted, uh, with the fact that, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it's just like, you don't, I don't know. Sometimes the the festivals, it's like once they have your film, it's like, that's the end of it. Like, I mean, like yeah. they don't, they don't really care about you. Like, I mean, you're like, you're like, Oh, I'd like to attend. And you know, like, like you know, all right, yeah, they're like, Oh, here's a, here's a hotel in town and you know, we can get you 10 <laughs> bucks off. And it's like. You realize, like, I'm a student, right? Like, you can't like, you can't find me a couch or, like, a yeah. bed somewhere. You know, like, it just seems... Sometimes I'm just, like... I don't know. I, I just don't feel very... I don't feel like they're treating filmmakers very well. Yeah, are, you, are you
0: screening my movie because you like it or because you need to screen a certain amount of movies? And this was, like, this met some quality standard or something. Like, you really don't want me there at all? Like, because I can't afford it. <laughs> you
1: know? Yeah, no. I'd, well, just, just the fact that they wouldn't have a... A Festival without filmmakers, right? But then, but then some of these festivals, it's like they make no allowances. And I granted, I know there's, I know with shorts, it's hard because like they might be showing a hundred shorts, but like, granted, not a hundred people are going to show up, yeah, and and not a hundred people even going to be interested in going. It might be like 20.
0: These guys and these guys in Australia were amazing. They were, they were just like,
1: did they put you up somewhere? Yeah, that was fantastic. They gave us
0: a hotel for four days.
1: Wow, that is great,
0: and they gave us, um. They had one of their film students who was volunteering for the festival pick us up at the airport, drop us off at the airport, and uh, spend all four days with us showing us Sydney.
1: That's fantastic.
0: Everything about it was amazing. I was yeah. like, I've never been treated like this before in my life. And then when I showed the film, sold out crowd, standing room only, and they loved everything that we were doing. And I was just like, I need to come here. Yeah. <laughs> this this is like, but you know, it, it was it really just speaks to the quality of the programmers because they ran that whole thing. It was t- it's it's a couple, uh, Kath and Stefan. And they just um, they just gave a really big fuck. Um, yeah, it just comes down to that. It kind of makes me want to run a festival where I'm like, well, I could do it. I I I could do this like respectfully.
1: I think if if you run a festival, I think and actually this kind of gets in uh, one of my one of my things that I want to mention about festivals. You should program in a total vacuum mm. because I'm so tired of seeing the same shorts at festivals so talk
0: about that what 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 what, what tends to happen because what i was going to say earlier was festivals nowadays more than anything are used as a vetting process yeah basically like so they want you somebody else to take the risk for you it's kind of like if you work at a job and you like I'm, I'm a systems administrator right and everybody buys ibm well i'm not going to get fired if i buy ibm yeah no because that's
1: what you do yeah no it's great um it's that yeah i mean it's it's basically like you said it's 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 taking the risk out of a, yes. a decision making process where if i i this is i mean this is i'm theorizing on this i think you're in agreement with me that if you know if if the like basically we were sort of in agreement that the ultimate point of festivals as we see it right now maybe back in the day it used to be an opportunity where if you showed a short uh I don't know. Maybe you like. Maybe agents would approach you or something. I haven't heard many stories like that anymore. Yeah, I don't Stepping
0: I don't, stones to.
1: Yeah, I don't know if it's just like over saturation or what, but. Um,
0: well, what it is is that uh, the, the what I hear is that distributors don't attend anymore. Right? So yeah, and, and all and agents and agencies don't attend. Now I was approached by a distributor because of this movie because the distribu- <laughs> the distributor uses that festival that I got into as a way of vetting titles for them.
1: Right. Okay. So you
0: have basically like uh, we we watch Sydney Underground every year, and we reach out to their features, and we say, "Can we get screeners?" And if we like them, maybe we acquisition them. But they wouldn't have ever approached me or know who I was had I not gotten into the festival.
1: Well, then it seems like it seems like it, it's, it's they emailed it's, me. It's a, you know? it's a positive in your case, but you're 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 a feature. Yeah. So I mean, and
0: it's done, and it's a DVD, and it's ready to like. Get sold. This this isn't like me. This isn't my calling card. This isn't me going like, well, maybe you guys could give me money to make another movie. Right. There's really not a huge risk in acquiring a movie like mine because it's only going to cost about a buck 40 per unit to manufacture that maybe they make a thousand. You know, maybe they spend fifteen hundred dollars shipping it across North America, see how it sells, and then they only get money back or they don't and they stop selling it. Hmm. So it's really not that
1: it's scary. A, yeah. It's a low, low, low risk investment. Yeah. yeah. Um But I mean, I you know, like when I first started uh sending shorts out to festivals, you know, I don't know, I just had this this idea that like if you had a good short and even if you couldn't go to the festival, like people there were gonna see it and they were gonna like be interested in you. Well,
0: because if that's not the case, what is the career path?
1: Well exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean and and ultimately then you start thinking, what is the point of these festivals? Right. Because you know, you get in, I mean, granted I haven't played anywhere really uh, huge yet, you know, like um, from, from what I consider, you know, like sort of the top tier festivals. Um, but even, even like getting into kind of like some like really good, like mid to high, you know, tier tier. No. I mean, these are, this is all kind of like based on my opinions. It's just like, it's like kind of like deflating. Cause like you play there and you're like excited yeah, and then similar. like, Oh, nothing like, oh, like, okay, like I guess I guess that was good. You I know? think
0: I, I do think that having had my one festival experience recently, I still think it's this war of attrition where it's like you just have no goddamn idea who to submit to and, and how it will impact you, because I was somebody recommended the underground to me. I didn't know anything about it. I yeah. looked at the website website looks okay. You know it's, it's, it's nothing too spectacular. And yeah, it may have led to distribution, and it's on the other side of the world where nobody knows me. I've submitted to festivals with, like, the programs are people I know. Yeah. And it's down the street from where I am. I know. And they and they don't even respond to me. Yeah. So, you know, it's like, it's the, it, had I not taken that... Whatever it was, fifty fifty dollar risk of chucking a DVD across the planet. You know, I might it might not have led to something really good. So you hear about that one, or you have that one experience, or you hear about those experiences, and you're like, oh God, I guess I'll just keep submitting and submitting into a hole.
1: Uh, yeah, it kind of becomes like an addiction. Yeah, because you know, and that's that's a problem. And I've I've fallen into this where you know you basically just end up spending when spending way too much money.
0: On... How on average for shorts, what are you spending uh... per per, per <laughs> festival? Not total. We won't.
1: Embarrass oh, okay, you. yeah. Don't embarrass me. Um, I've spent hundreds for sure. Uh, wait, per festival? No,
0: no, no. Like total. First, oh. uh, actually, Frank and I maybe submitted to fifteen. Yeah. I probably spent like five
1: hundred bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, you want to know my number? <laughs> Only if you're comfortable. Uh, it's 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 higher than that. Okay. It's, okay. I have to put it. It's probably like for the most recent short. It's it's probably at least two grand. Yeah. Um. But I have to put that in context in the, it, because. Uh, I was sick and I knew I wasn't going to be making anything for like a, a while. So I was just like, well, I'll really pump it out there. Yeah. You know, and so I, I spent. So, was,
0: so this is Wrigley and King for anybody who doesn't know, which was actually made as like your first MFA
1: it was my what? first MFA project. Here. Yeah, it was yeah. just like
0: you know some. I believe it was an intro, like the fundamentals of filmmaking class. Yeah, which you had already knew. Uh, I waved out of that thing. I was, oh, you did? Yeah, it's like I made a couple. Of I didn't want. I do
1: not want to wave. out. I don't actually know that much. You know, like about. I'm like. It's weird. You know, like I get on. I get on sets sometimes, and like there's. The, like, I,
0: what do I do again? I just like. <laughs> I don't know.
1: I, I I I think I'm just. I'm just like. I'm kind of. I'm like a step back from the process. Like I yeah. feel like I'm good at looking at. I feel like I'm good at looking at everything and figuring how that all relates overall. But then like if you get into any specific thing with me, outside of writing, I feel really comfortable writing. But if you like get into like the camera and it's like the lenses and the f-stop and, sure. and you know, and, and I'm like, I'm not re- – I don't really know much about yeah, that. Yeah, you, you, you don't
0: need to. I, I, I My knowledge of those – like the real technical stuff, wavers. some years I know it really well and then like I forget all about it and I leave that up to my DP's.
1: I, I feel like it, it just comes down to, honestly, like, from my point of view, like, the good filmmaking, again, quality control. It's like, yeah. I don't need to know every single thing about the camera. All I need to know is, that looks good. That yeah. looks like shit, you well, know? Well, you
0: know what it's going to, yeah. You, because you, the, the, It's dr- your job to assemble the movie in your head while yeah. you're making it. And That's the, your job.
1: The, the filmmaker is a stand-in for the audience.
0: Yes, exactly. Yeah.
1: And so it, and so, like, you know, I think, like, really good filmmakers, they can see the – they can see how everything sort of relates yeah. – and and figure out which piece goes where.
0: I I mean I've I think it's really in a way an asset to not be bogged down by technical knowledge and to rather just be like you're you're the camera guy. I mean you you know you've trained to do this, you're shooting a feature length movie or you're shooting a short film. What would you do? You know, be, well, here's what I need to communicate. You know, I, I'm the guy who wrote it. So I'll tell you what I'm trying to communicate. How would you communicate that visually? Yeah. And a good DP will, will always be better than your idea. <laughs>
1: you know, No, I, totally. I mean, I, that's the thing is like you, Collaborate with people who are more talented than you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like that. It's kind of like it's so basic, and yet I think a lot of people struggle with it.
0: I, I, th- I think what happens is you know, like we, because we make movies for no money, uh, there's kind of an an auteur thing happening where we're we're kind of the dictators of the movie, and and yeah, at the end of the day, I'm solely responsible for getting it completed. Yeah. Um, making the phone calls to get the right people together to make it happen, but when I'm there on the day. Like the only way you're going to make a movie for no money is if you trust the shit out of people yeah um and and you know finding the right people to work with is crucial, and getting away from the the wrong people to work with is also crucial, getting as far away from them as possible as early as possible
1: it, it doesn't even come down to talent sometimes it just comes down to oh, yeah. are they do you get along
0: i you can see that in like jobs like if you've ever worked a job where you're just like god like this this Kid didn't know anything when he first walked in, but he knew how to show up on time and, you know, he knows how to take direction. So yeah. I can teach you that. I can't teach you how to show up on time.
1: You can't You can't teach – and you can't teach patience. No. I mean, you know, basic things like, or being a good person. Right. You know, or stuff I, like I that. I thought
0: we were lucky – really lucky on Sexually Frank because the crew didn't even seem to care that much about, like, what would happen to the film. They didn't really care about, like – Like, will this be shown anywhere? (laughs) I I wasn't getting those questions. They were just really excited to be part of the experience of of making it. They were like, this is fun. Do we have any more movie to shoot? (laughs) You know, that was kind of the experience.
1: That's a great type of enthusiasm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that really – I mean, because, like, you know, sometimes you – I don't know. Like I've I, I've really avoided. Like sometimes it's weird. People have people have said to me mostly more more so in undergrad than in grad school. But people have been like, "Oh, that person's really talented. You should work with them." And then I and then I talked to them for like five minutes, and and it's just like, "Whoa!" Like we are not going to get along. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, like yeah. you could you're maybe you're great, but like we we really have matter. totally different like worldviews.
0: I remember there's been a few times where I've. You know, got, been rejected to you know some embarrassing number of film festivals, and I'm just like getting down on myself, getting down on the future of the movie, talking to Kyle about it, and Kyle's just like, he's like, ah, eh, whatever. He's like, I, I, I didn't make the movie to get into
1: festivals. Yeah, like, I didn't
0: shoot that movie to get into festivals. I shot that movie because it was fun shooting a movie with, with you. When are we going to do the next
1: one? But you, you know, it you, uh, you kind of you just reminded me of something. You can't get get down on not getting into film festivals. I used to. Yeah, and 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 you have to like. I think I think it's unavoidable when you start out cuz like it does hurt, you know, like this thing that you've like bled and right into and and then like they're just like
0: You are getting this robotic answer. About you
1: get it. yeah, you get mm-hmm. a standard like boilerplate like it was great, but there just wasn't room for it, <laughs> oh, you know. Oh, damn it. You know. Hell's bells. <laughs> um but uh but like now that I've learned more about like some of the, you know, cuz I I was I I did some I did some screening for a film festival and yes. I, I learned a little bit about the inner workings from 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 reading some places. And there's a really good documentary. Anyone who uh, is submitting a film festival, check out Official Rejection. Yeah. You've definitely. seen it, right? Really. I
0: loved it, yeah. Yeah, it's
1: really great. Um, And also, like, two books I'm going to recommend are Chris Gore's Film Festival Survival Guide and Roberta Monroe's How Not to Make a Short Film because I think they both have really good insight. But my, my overall point is that, like, from what I've read – there's like so much politicking, and like there's so much, like you just like you don't even know what's going on. I mean, yeah. like you, like it's like a closed process. I mean, like recently, I was just I was so pissed off because a lot of festivals don't give feedback, and this one festival that I entered,
0: I, love I, that story.
1: I won't I won't name it, <clears throat> but uh, they they made a big deal of like we give feedback, and you know, and um, and so they reject me. And then they're like, are you interested in your feedback? And I'm like, okay, I'll take a look at the feedback. The feedback's like the most fucking positive feedback I've ever seen. Like it, like they're scoring like out of out of uh, I think it's like out of 10. And I like I didn't get anything below a nine. And people were like, This is amazing. Like, oh, it's biblical. And you know, like really, like like insanely better
0: than sex. Yeah,
1: I mean, yeah. just like insanely positive feedback. And it's like, and I got fucking rejected. So I like, I like wrote to the I wrote to the festival director and I was like, what is the like how does your system work? Like what is the point of this? Yeah. If like if you're embarrassing yourself at this point. Yeah, honestly, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, you know, cuz it's like I you give me amazing scores and like my film didn't get in and then he's like, "Well, that was just the first committee." And then and then it went on to the second committee and it got voted down. And I was like, "Oh, do you have the feedback from the second committee?" And he's <laughs> like, "No, that's just a thumbs up, thumbs down in private." And it's like so basically your feedback system is entirely pointless. Yeah. Because the people who are making the real decisions... It
0: makes you wonder, like, is all the feedback, like, 9 out of 10 for everybody? Like, or are you just going to stroke
1: all the rejected people so they'll oh, submit next year? Yeah, well, good point. I didn't think of that. Uh, I don't know. I, yeah. Maybe.
0: <laughs> I'd, I'd be surprised if they were like, a 3 out of 10, real piece of shit. Please don't, please don't
1: send us your submission fee next year. Stop making films. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean,
0: I'd be really surprised.
1: Um... Well, that is the thing is like it, it is like as when they reject you, they want you back. Mm. You know, like they always are always like, we hope you'll consider us again. And it's it kind of like it's like that thing when like you get turned down by a girl and she's like, yeah. oh, but I hope we can stay friends. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. and like and I hope like there were a
0: lot of guys this year and yours just didn't make it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, and like and you're pissed off because like she's like. Getting the ben- benefit of, like, you know, like, your wit or, or you know, or, yeah. or your personality. and But then, like, she, you know, she turns you down and, and you're just like, oh, well, that's the end of it. And then, but she still wants to, right. you know.
0: I think what bummed me out was it wasn't like, oh, my God, I got, some, you know, rejected by all this. It was that it was that encroaching fear of, like, am I going to get into any? Because <laughs> I need to have that one experience. You, you, you start to feel like you need to have that one experience of screening your movie yeah. to an audience who wants to see it. And, of course, I'm, I get a little, like, greedy because we premiered. And then I still was like, well, where are all the other festivals? So, I mean, I really, I got two bites of the apple. I got to premiere in New York to a, a you know, a, a kink festival.
1: That, got, Cinek, that right? was Cinekink,
0: That yeah. was Cinekink, yeah. Like a bunch of, like, sex positive, like, really kind of interested in that movie. And, uh, and then an underground festival, which had the same kinds of, of folks. It was really funny because I think I made kind of just a sweet movie about people that love each other. Mm. And it <laughs> – has to be paired in (laughs) with, like, all this obscene stuff, which I I I think my past movies would have done better at those festivals. But it's just kind of ironic. And – but what's funny about it, each time – because I attended both festivals, um, like, the movies would just get grosser and grosser and grosser and grosser and more exploitative Mm. to the point that even somebody like me who can take all that shit started to get really kind of tired of it. Yeah. And then when our movie hits, it's just that kind of breath of fresh air that everybody's like, oh, like a narrative – Oh, yeah. like
1: like a story. Thanks. And not a, not not a shock film. Yeah, no, yeah, or yeah, or or
0: um, like I'm gonna have to read between the lines to get the laughs, mm. or like I'm gonna have to kind of project my own idea of what's supposed to be funny about this. Is it supposed to be funny? You know, or uh,
1: it's like or it's riffing off of like a genre of films you've never seen or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like or so I'm supposed interior. to have some pr- some yeah.
0: prior knowledge that I don't have. So that happened at both festivals where I, I had people coming up to me later. They were like, actually, it was a real breath of fresh air. It was nice to just sit down and watch a movie. Yeah. Because every, every other thing didn't, you know, or some of the prior films didn't really feel that way. So I, I wonder if I can just tell everybody that. I'm a breath of fresh air. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, we're at about an hour now. Um, yeah. But this was a lot of fun. Yeah. And thanks for doing this. I know, I'm really glad that you wanted to do this because yeah, no. I, I always get afraid that people are like, "What do you want me to do?" But so far, people are kind of digging it. You uh, recommended those books and that film. Uh, I have a little recommended, you know, readings and viewings oh, yeah. on the page, cool. and I'll, I'll put those up. Um, but we should—we didn't get into kind of some strategies, some wave uh, fee waivers, and whatnot.
1: Yeah, there's a uh, there's a lot of tricks. Do uh, should we? Is
0: it enough to fill another hour? Do you think, or are we going to run out?
1: Um. Well, <laughs> I enjoy talking. Okay. Uh, so we'll
0: so we'll just do another one sometime. Yeah,
1: that sounds good. All
0: right. Thank you so much.
1: Uh, thank you, Frankie. We'll do it again. Yeah.